Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. Okay, so this week we are talking all about developing a godly life. Pastor Kai brought a word yesterday uh, which set an amazing foundation for this devotion this week for this topic. Um, And he talked about how you have to separate yourself from ungodly people and ungodly things. So if you missed that devotion, I encourage you to please go back and watch that all the way through. It will bless your life. Good morning, everyone else. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to go on and hop into it, but first I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. I haven't even finished a first cup yet, and I don't know about you guys, but I need my coffee in the morning. Are you guys having coffee out there with me? I hope so. If not, you should go grab a cup. So, um, developing a godly character. I'm going to read first with you quickly. If somebody will put the scripture in the comments, James 1, 22 through 25. And I'm going to be reading to you uh, this verse, this passage here out of the New King James Version. It says, But be a doer of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work is the one who will be blessed in what he does. Amen. We want you to be blessed in what you do. So when we talk about uh, living and developing a godly life, you have to first be a doer of the word of God. I shouldn't even have to say you got to be in the word every day because the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is literally our life source. I mean, it says you can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We have to be in the word every single day day. So that goes without saying, which I did say it. So there you go. You got to be in the word every day, but then you got to do what the word instructs you to do. You have to do that. So when it comes to developing a godly lifestyle, one must strive to portray the goodness of God in every single area of their life. So when it comes to, somebody can put that in the comments. You've got to strive to portray the goodness of God in every area of your life. So our lives, your life might be the only Jesus that some people ever get to encounter. Your life should represent Jesus no matter where you are or what situation that you're in. So in the scripture we just read, the mirror, you know, forgetting your natural face, that's the natural side of it. But the spiritual side of it is not doing what it is that you've just read. That is how that you do not get the all the things that God, you know, has for you. That's how that you're not blessed. It says, that the one that's a, it says, and is not forget a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in all he does. So in the natural, it's not forgetting who you are and everything like that. But in the spiritual, it's doing what the word says for us to do. Amen. And so, you know, there are a million obvious things in the Bible that are literally listed out for us as believers to not partake in. Good morning. Uh, Pamela, 
Good morning, Pastor, <clears throat> Pastor Pam, and good morning, Lisa and Tony and everyone else who is uh, hopping on with us as we are continuing on. And so there are a ton of lists of things that we shouldn't do that are very black and white. There is no question. It's flat out, you know, do not do this. You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. I mean, uh, there, there's a whole list of those things. And so we could have, I was praying, what do I talk about? And I could have gone through all of those, but they're already in the word and they're already so obvious. But what about the gray areas? That's what I felt in the Holy Spirit as I was praying. What about the gray areas? The things that are not clearly written out in black and white. The things that, that aren't so bold in the word of God that you've got to actually use the Holy Spirit. What do you know? What a, what a novelty. You've got to use the Holy Spirit to guide you in these areas. And so that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. The gray areas, okay? But these gray areas are only attainable if you, number one, choose to be a doer. You do it by faith. You read the word and by faith you believe that it's true and you do it. The understanding comes as you go. You might not fully get it, but if you make the decision, I'm going to do by faith whatever the word tells me to do, then these gray areas become very, very simple and clear for you to see. And so, um, I'm going to give you a couple examples. A couple examples, there's a million. The list could go on forever. But I'm going to give you a couple examples of some gray areas. So we need to think about this, okay? So what about this? Is it godly to ride in a car alone with the opposite sex of whom you're not married to? Is that godly? Is it godly to drink a non-alcoholic beer? Is it godly to go buy alcohol from a store? Even if you're just baking with it. What about those things? Now I'm not I'm not I'm not here to judge. You you this is between you and the Lord. But I'm just going to give you an example. These are just examples for you to think about. What about whispering? When you're with a group of people, what about when you're whispering and you're and you're whispering to somebody sitting next to you? What about that? Is that godly? These are all gray areas, but in our lifestyle, it can taint the, the representation that we carry. Uh, it, it, it might change what people think about us, right? And not that we're people pleasers, but at the same time, we want to not cause anyone else to stumble. We don't want to give anybody a reason to, to speak ill of our good, right? And so I'm going to give you this one story that I heard from the dean at our Bible school. Uh, the, the, oh, oh, boy, oh boy, Pastor Tim says, oh boy. Yeah, I know. I'm getting into you. Better, better roll up your pants. It's getting deep. Um, but the the pastor Todd, the dean of our Bible school, uh, the river at Tampa Bay, there where you know Tim and myself and Pastor Sean went to. So you all are probably familiar with it. Uh, he shared a story that really changed my view on these gray areas. Right? He said that he he liked to bake and he needed some liquor to bake. Obviously, all the alcohol burnt out of it as he was cooking, so there was no question he wasn't getting drunk on the dessert. Okay, but he went into this place. And he bought the, the liquor and he goes out and, and, and his dad is a pastor of this church, right? So he's the son, the pastor, the son's pastor. He's the pastor's son. And some congregants saw him walking out of the liquor store and immediately thought, oh my gosh, the pastor's son's an alcoholic, right? And so it was this big thing. And so he, he a couple months or so went by. I mean, they had meetings. It was awful. I think the people ended up leaving the church. I don't know, something like that. It was pretty bad. Um, and so I was hoping you would tell the peacock story. Pastor Sean, when you are on, or Mallory, you're going to have to hop on. I don't know that I know the peacock story. So 
you're going to have to share that one. Um, anyways, so he goes towns down, okay, to an, uh, this was months later, Pastor Todd travels towns away where nobody from the church should be to go get this liquor because he wanted to make another dessert that had liquor in it. And the, you know, right? He's not, he's not getting drunk, y'all. I mean, it's just baking. And the same people, wouldn't you know it, was there and and they saw him walk out again of the liquor store. Now, this time they were convinced this man was an alcoholic. There was no meeting that was going to resolve this. There was nothing that was going to help. They didn't believe this man's an alcoholic, and that's the end of that. And so I believe that it was a pretty bad situation there at the church because of that. So I just want you all to think about these certain things uh, and, because it takes us to the level in our godly, in developing a godly lifestyle of living above reproach. And that is all about what I want to speak to you about today is living above reproach, okay? Because the word instructs us to figure out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And in Romans 14, 23, it says, But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything believing it's not right, you're sinning. And so we have to figure out our own salvation. There's convictions you may have that another believer isn't going to have. It's not written black and white in the word. It's not. It might not necessarily be be wrong for one person, but for you, the Holy Spirit has said, you cannot do this. Look, you're going to impact people in your life that I'm not going to impact because I don't know them and you do. And God, the Holy Spirit already knows the situations they're in and what they might see you do or say could affect them. He knows how it's going to affect your circle of influence. Amen. And so you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Living above reproach is something that you've got to be connected so strong with the Holy Spirit that when the Holy Spirit nudges you and says, don't do that, don't go there, don't participate in that, don't have anything to do with that, that you do it without question. And I'm telling you, it will bless your life and it will bless the lives of those around you. And it will develop your relationship with the Lord to such a degree uh, that you will live above, above reproach and nobody could find anything wrong to say about you. And that's really the level that we need to get at when we're talking about developing a godly life. Amen. And so uh, in 1 Timothy, you will read all about the, uh, living above reproach. If you read in 1 Timothy chapter 3, I encourage you to read all of it. While it is talking about a church leader, look, we're all ministers of the gospel. This is not a matter of being a pastor or not being a pastor. We're all representing Jesus in our daily life. You don't need to be in the fivefold ministry to live above reproach. You might be the only Jesus that your coworkers see. You might be the only Jesus that that person at the checkout lane sees. And so who cares what position you have? Your position of, of being in the ministry of rec rec reconciliation is the highest honor. It's the highest honor. You're to represent Jesus, period. And so in First Timothy chapter 3, I want you to encourage you to read that today as, as you go on in your day. But it talks about living above reproach, having a good reputation among the people around you, uh, being self-controlled and being faithful, being known as a faithful person. And so I encourage you to read that. So you can, you know, you, you, can, you can get by as a C average Christian. You can. You can definitely do that. 
You can get into heaven. You can, you can be a good Christian person and see average person. It's okay. That's good. But why would you want to be a see average person when you have the, the spirit of the living God on the inside of you and you can live from glory to glory? I'm asking you today to make that choice, to make the choice to live in the clear line above reproach, esteeming the position of representing Jesus above anything else. Letting that hold such value in your life that you could care less what thing you can eat or drink or participate in because it doesn't even hold a candle to the position of representing Jesus in your daily life. And so I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with this. If somebody will put Philippians 2, 12 through 18. So bear with me. I'm going to read it all, all to you. I want to leave you with this. It's titled, Shine Brightly for Christ. Shine Brightly for Christ. Dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with the deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Man, that could have been a whole topic right there by itself. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like a bright light in a world full of crooked and perverse people. And that's truly where we are today. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run this race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful uh, service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice and I will share your joy. So that about sums it up, y'all. We've got to choose to, to forget about, can I get away with this? No, live in the clear line above reproach. That makes the gray areas easy. Forget the gray area, forget the black and white, live in the clear line above reproach. And that is my challenge to you today. And look, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So it's not even a matter of, can I do this? Is this attainable? It absolutely is attainable to live above reproach. Be tender to the Holy Spirit. Open up your ears. Pray every morning before you start your day. Say, Lord, tune my ears to your still small voice. Let me hear you as you direct me through this day of what to do, what not to do. Develop my character to be more like you, Lord. And I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You will know exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. And then no one will have any reason to criticize you. And you will be a perfect representation of Jesus no matter where you go, no matter what you're facing. So go out, be a light, be a city on a hill, be the salt of the earth. Have a great, great Tuesday. And don't forget to join us again tomorrow for another amazing devotion on developing a godly life. And if you're being blessed by this, which I'm sure you are being, or else you probably wouldn't still be here with me, Partner with us. Partner with us in sharing the word as you hit the share button, share this devotion. Partner with us um, in your prayers. Pray for us. Pray that, that this word reaches the multitudes. Partner with us with your, with your finances. Every seed that you sow into this ministry, it's going into good ground. The word of God is going out. The hungry are being fed. The, the needy are being clothed. We are really truly representing Jesus in all of those areas. And you can be part of that by partnering with us all the way 
ways to give is in the description section of this video. And we will pray that you are blessed 100 fold uh, for sowing into the ministry. And we love you so much. And we're so happy that you join us and that you partner with us. And we pray that you have a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow. We love you. Bye-bye. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.